Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time. Welcome to Doki Doki Anime Podcast. This is your host, Eloise. And Ari. Where we discuss anime that's resonated with us, tying our fates together. This is episode 11, and it will all be about Bungo Stray Dogs. AKA Literary Stray Dogs. The plot from IMDb is Atushi was kicked out of his orphanage and now he has no place to go and no food. While he is standing by a river on the brink of starvation, he rescues a man whimsically attempting suicide. That man is Dazai and he and his partner Kindakura are members of a very special detective agency. They have supernatural powers and deal with cases that are too dangerous for the police or the military. It's clear that Atushi's future will involve much more of Dazai and the rest of the detectives. This is actually a seinen, which means that it caters specifically to men's interests and are marketed towards a demographic of older teenage boys and adult men between the ages of 18 and 45. Yet, it seems like the fandom is mostly women. Yeah, what are your thoughts? My initial thoughts is, honestly, I think why it has such a fandom is because it seems like a boy love. If you ever look up, like, Bungo Stray Dogs, there's a lot of pictures that are suggestive of Dazai and Chuya. That's really funny because yesterday I was looking for a background for my desktop, right? And I saw a bunch of uh, Akutagawa and... Atushi pictures like mm-hmm. shipping them and I had to send it to Ari and she was like stop it stop it <laughs> that I just I could not help myself it was <laughs> but there's this- so many ships and it's always like that people are like blushing and they're like super close you know I'm like oh oh like, this is what kind of- <laughs> yeah like I don't know who to ship like I I get it like I see a lot of like Dazai and Chuya mm-hmm. um but I do appreciate Akutagawa and Atushi shipping as well. Just because it's oh. completely different from the, the actual anime, right? That's it's true. Such a, such a contrary or a contrast to what really goes on on the anime that it's it's quite funny to see. You're just like, it, yeah. Yeah. Like it, if you watched it, you're just like, yeah, that's not really how it is, but it, it would be a little nice if they bonded like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, not like that, but you that's know. That's true. I wish there was a little bit of romance, any kind of romance. There's there's there is a little bit of hinting towards romance, but there isn't there isn't actually romance in it. But I would ship Kinakuda and Dazai. I think so. Because they're just always fighting. Like you're right. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, I'm thinking who is Kinakuda? Oh my god, oh. the double poet. <laughs> you and names. <laughs> but yeah, when yeah. Yeah. You know, like because you know how they're always fighting and it's like Dazai is like super submissive to him. And it's like, well, you know, they get into a fight and I feel like they would just make up. <laughs> it's crazy when you think about it, and this is going to like another topic too. It's like um Dazai's relationship with Chuya, it's completely different from from his relationship with Kunikita. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like he takes on a different role, right? Because yeah. Kunikita kind of, like, takes care of him. Okay. I've seen that meme where, they're like, Kunikita's dad, like, acts <laughs> like his dad. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like Daz, like, can actually, like, relax and mm-hmm. just be himself and just be a little foolish mm-hmm. with Kunikita and since he keeps him in check but then on the other hand with Chuya Chuya seems to be 
the one that's more relaxed and like playful in that kind of partnership yeah yeah which is why like you don't really i don't don't know for some reason i don't really see much kunikita artwork with dazai being shipped i see so many like chuya Mm -hmm. dazai uh fan 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 art yeah (laughs) but you know i mean back to what we were saying about our initial thoughts we went totally off on a tangent Mm -hmm. but my initial thoughts is it was a little weird. I mean, I like it because it's so humorous, but from the clip that we see, the first time I saw it or what attracted me to it is when Dazai is like falling off the building and it looks a lot dark and it looks like mysterious, but it's actually really funny. And I was telling Eloise, I was like, you know, this is kind of a weird show, but it's cool. But it seems like what happened is people all got together as a team, put one random word into like a hat and then picked a few. And that's how they came up with these characters and the plot yeah now that you mentioned it it's true like at first it does seem really random but the characters you know as as you move on to watching the anime you'll eventually find out that they're based on writers and poets um, from different periods in japan so season one is just based in japan as you move on you'll start seeing other characters based on you know, the Western, the Western yeah, side. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, the title, I get it now. It's like literary straight dogs. Well, I mean, you know what? That totally makes sense now. Like They seem like random, like they're strays, like, and then they picked them, like, and put them all together. Yeah. It seems like they are really handpicked from a hat. And yeah. From but, like, different to make era. It work. Yeah. yeah. And they did make it work. It they really did. interesting. And we'll talk, yeah, and we'll talk more about all their their little quirks and personalities that are really based on the real life authors and poets in a little bit. Yeah, I mean, like, um, again, like, I always say this during our sessions, but I always talk about like the human connection, but this one more so, because here's Atushi, who's like really sad, he's an orphan, and he sees like no point in living, and it's also um Dazai who's like you know they say whimsical suicide and whatnot but I think as we watch it I realize one of the main themes is human connection and I feel like the more we understand each other the more we have a reason to live and by having this human connection we don't feel alone like in this life yeah and each character is really longing for a place to belong that goes for even the court mafia right they're mm-hmm. all just struggling to just find a place where they belong i mean it's unfortunate that you know port mafia it's it's a bit on a dark side but you can't blame you can't blame them for f- actually finding a place and sticking to it right mm-hmm. even yeah, though even if it's it, bad or good right mm-hmm. it's like no I, I belong here i have a purpose yeah. and i think that's what they're also talking about um having a purpose in life and it just happened that they kind of went down a wrong path but you know, like, I, like again, I don't understand what the battle is. I think it, we were talking about this last time. We're like, what's the battle between them, though? Like, is it power? Is it what? What do they get out of it? Do they? You know, it's like I don't understand what the big. Right now, to me, it's just us versus them. So I don't understand what the big overall encompassing encompassing question is about the like anime. I mean, as you do move on, there will be more characters and it won't just be, you know, the Port Mafia versus 
what do you call? <laughs> no, no, not the agency. It is an agency, but there's there, there's a, they have a actual name yeah, for the agency. I forgot it. It's been too long. No, I have it right here. Let me see. It's the Armed Detective Agency. There you go. So as you move on to like season two, you'll start meeting more, you know, institutions other than those two. And I guess it is just like, you know, it's it is us versus them. But you also Mm -hmm. get to see characters grow and, you know, find themselves and actually overcome all this struggles that they're going through. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's it's also like um, valuing life. You know how um, Akiko, the doctor, she says, I'll, ki- I'll kill anyone that does not value life. So I think it's also, again, you know, life is worth living. Mm-hmm. And, we, like, go ahead. <laughs> and we do see them start to, you know, engage in different mm-hmm. paths, right? Yeah, but then that's like, what I'm saying. That's after they start like that whole like, See the human connection, you know, it's it's Dazai reaching out to to Atushi. Atu, I keep saying Atsushi. Atushi. <laughs> <laughs> I struggle so hard with the names. Yeah, and you know how he just he becomes resilient in that way because in the beginning in the beginning he wanted to run away, you know, until like Kinakita gives him that push to find a reason to live. You know what's surprising is while watching the anime, I was you know, constantly asking myself, how is it that, that an orphanage can treat mm-hmm. like a child in that way? You would think that it would be a complete opposite where they would be completely welcoming and, you know, embracing a child going through something. Doesn't that just prove that there's there's something with like society and there's there's like a, a gap or something like someone's not following up with people that are higher up or in government official things. And it's it just brings me back to like, I don't get why people work in this kind of field with children. And I, I feel like the people who who work with young children, it takes, you know how there's, there's Morrissey, he says his quote, and he says, it takes strength to be gentle and kind. And I think for um, Atushi, although he went through all of that, he's still a nice person. And it's just, he needed that one person to believe in him to realize that he can be resilient and get past this and not become like the people that treated him that way. So it's just like an endless cycle. Yeah, that was pretty much Dazai. So Dazai pretty much saved him. Mm-hmm. Because throughout the anime, you'll see so many clips where he's he's about to break again and go in that cycle of, you know, self uh I guess self-loathing mm-hmm. and then he there's scenes of you remember scenes of Dazai just completely believing in him and then he yeah. just goes goes back into and he sees the light and he goes towards it and it's always the complete opposite of Akutagawa you know mm-hmm. like I feel like it, it's like light versus uh, <laughs> dark you know yeah, yeah. with both of them literally yeah it is it just goes to show people have all these different like circumstances and you never know what someone is going through and it's like your your base your actions are always based on on what is happening to you you know why why does someone do bad things and you're you just you're not sure I feel like you always want to dissect people that way and there's a specific scene that happens when there was the girl and she was like an agent and she had I kind of forgot this didn't so long well she was actually dating someone um, he she was dating the bomber 
um, who oh, asked your messenger. Mm-hmm. No, 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 it wasn't, was it? Oh, yeah, it was the messenger. Okay. Yeah, but then there's a scene that I remember um, screenshotting and in it, it says, it's after she dies and she's like surrounded by blood and it says no one was wrong. And it's because everybody had done something based on how they perceived things. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of like subjective depending on what someone thinks, you know, because it's your thoughts and feelings and how you experience things and all the things you went through. So what, what one person may go through is not what another person sees. Or like, you know what I mean? So what yeah, so what what they're pretty much trying to say is they're I mean, yeah, no one was wrong, but then there is that one person that caused all of it and that was the messenger. So I mean they were all pretty much just victims of that one person mm-hmm. at yeah. the end of it. I don't know. I mean that's also it's kinda I mean, you can't really I don't know. I, I don't know if I agree with that completely. No, to say that no one was wrong because she still she still acted in a way where it hurt people. But yeah. did she really hurt someone? She, she kind of just planned it, right? Everything actually she didn't even lift a finger. Everything was just through her head. Like she manipulated people in a way to act. Yeah, but right? it's, it's it's also that same concept where it's like when you agree to disagree, right? And it's it's because they can't see out of their own like their own like mentalities. Because what say that there's an event that happened, and to them like you're wrong, but to yourself you're right. So you know what I mean. You can't get your head out of your own ass, kind of thing. Mm. So I feel like everything's so circumstantial. Like you just you just never know. Like. What if the reason she acted a certain way because someone did this to her? I mean, not that it's right, but to her, it's justified. And that's when you say show goodnight and just move on with your day. Yeah. <laughs> Agree to disagree. That's why people say that all the time. Yeah. No matter what you say, that person's going to still think you're wrong and they're right. Mm-hmm. Just let it go. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, she didn't let it go. She. Yep. <laughs> I don't even know if what I'm saying is right anymore because it's been so long. I don't even, I mean, I know she died, but I, for me, her death wasn't as relevant because it was relevant in a way because it caused Kunikita to think differently. It made him question his, his discipline, right? Mm-hmm. He's such a disciplined person, but he starts to question things after her death, so... I guess, I guess I take it back. Her death was significant. <laughs> <laughs> Agree or disagree? <laughs> exactly. No. Oh my gosh. And then um, another concept I thought of is Kenji. Kenji does it a lot. And he talks about face value. And, you know, face value is when you perceive something as true or genuine without being questioned or doubted. So you, you believe in them. So whatever they say, you're just like, yeah, you're right. And not that you're gullible, but you want to have faith in people. So I feel like I'm that way. I'm like, oh, really? Like people are like, I'm just kidding. But I'm just like, oh, but I would have believed you. Like I have, I give you the benefit of the doubt. And it's like, I wish that was the case. But what's funny is Kenji also says, because he's so innocent and pure about it, that people start to feel guilty and they end up telling him the truth anyways. 
or people just end up getting really pissed at him and like say what the hell's the deal with this guy yeah for him to just walk away and believe us and you know that that's when that one scene right where Mm -hmm. he starts beating up some gangs because they finally admitted yeah i mean isn't that i feel like that's kind of an honorable way an honorable way to live too because he's like he doesn't have any bad like feelings towards anybody he isn't like judging people she's like oh okay all right believe you yeah i don't think like ignorance is bliss yeah (laughs) ignorance is bliss yeah it's like if it doesn't do harm towards me then what what do i care right Mm -hmm. i like kenji's character he's so random i kind of wish i knew more about him well maybe we're only talking about season one so maybe season two I'm not saying anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> I still need to catch up. There's a lot of enemies. I, you know, guys, I only can watch two at a time. No. <laughs> and then there's there's uh, another quote that I wrote down, which I thought was super cool. And it's like, do not pity yourself. If you pity yourself, your life will be an endless nightmare. And it reminded me of Murakami's quote, which is, don't feel sorry for yourself. Only assholes do that. And it's because... I think what he's saying is you got to do something about it. Like you can't just hold on to something. Yeah. I mean, you could acknowledge the feelings, admit that they're there. And that's like the first step that they say, but there's also, you have to choose to do something so that you can grow from it. It's funny because I always, whenever I start feeling really crappy about any situations that I'm going in life, I always tell that to myself like in the car usually this happens when I'm in the car I'm like driving and then I'm just like don't feel bad for yourself only assholes do that and then I I just like I laugh because I'm literally telling myself that and I'm like Mm -hmm. you know just get over it you know it could be worse right Mm -hmm. literally I mean if you think about it I was if you think about it your problems really are freaking tiny I mean it could really be worse unless you're in a situation where it's kind of like life and death then it yeah. is that is that is worse or you know if you experience someone's you know someone passed away that you know that i feel like any loss of life it's worse than what you're going through yeah but it really is not that you know that not that big of a deal if you lose your job you'll find another one yeah see that's it's like there's some point in just holding on to it's like what's that phrase that you just said like let it go just let it go yeah oh shogunai yeah (laughs) i was like let it go (laughs) let it go (laughs) no but it's true it's it's oh my god my voice cracked no but it's like you there is so much that you can like i was gonna say something from harry potter (laughs) but you know when dumbledore says it does not dwell to something something it's like yeah like you can't just keep holding on to something because you don't gain anything from it I've also come to realize after watching season one is I really like animes more that kind of give people background stories. And I think that's what I'm waiting for in season two because I haven't watched it yet. But, you know, like um, think of Fruits Basket in comparison to Akadama Drive. Like I couldn't relate to Akadama Drive so much because I was just questioning everything. Like, why are you the way you are? And that's the thing, like with you, it's like you're really like all the details that goes on on each character as for me it's like I really just you know like I mentioned before I go with the flow and I just pretty much enjoy 
enjoy the scene and then that's when like after I watch the anime that's when I start to question things but then I'm still like I'm still okay with it (laughs) (laughs) I know I still really loved it and like there are still like what I consider to be doki doki moments Mm -hmm. oh forgot this is what we're also gonna do guys we're gonna start adding our doki doki moments and we'll probably place RP here and so what are some of the scenes the doki doki moments that you remember from the anime from episode one i remember when this was super random to me i know it was in the synopsis but i did i really didn't expect dazai whimsically always trying to commit suicide to become like an ongoing joke and i just i don't get it like why why does he want to does he really want to or is it just something to remind him that he's human that life is fleeting i mean that oh i mean that also goes back to you know his character being based on a real person right uh, mm-hmm. which we we haven't gotten into yet and we'll we'll touch base on that in a little bit so those kind of questions will be answered pretty yeah, soon. yeah 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 from, from ep- i'm always questioning it you know i am mm-hmm. yeah from episode one one of my memorable scenes was well, it's going to be really, like, just Dazai <laughs> introducing right? himself. And then that wind with the leaves goes on. Yes. And it, like, pans up from, like, the bottom and it goes up and his coat yeah. kind of opens up and it flows in the wind. And then his hair is just, like, you know, moving through the wind. Yeah. I feel that like it was epic. It got a lot of people. Especially because, you know, you see him in that clip. And it was, like, a teaser almost. Because I, when I first saw Bungo Street Dogs, that was the first thing I saw. Dazai. Dazai just uh, like down the building. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. he looks beautiful. He looks really cool. Little did you know that he's freaking young. He doesn't even seem young, but he is. He's like, what, 22? Yeah, he has a young personality too. He's so funny. Like in episode one, too, after he finds out that um, Atushi is a tiger, the weird tiger, and then he like faints and he like kind of pushes him off. He's like, if, if you're flirting, I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. So it just puts a you know what I think they do? They make him comical because there's actually something serious about him. It's it's one of those characters where you it's enjoyable to see them in a very humorous way. Mm-hmm. But once you get once they get serious, you also get serious. You know that something he's gonna do something either really good or really bad. Yeah. It keeps you like highs and lows. You're just like ah, ooh, ah ooh. <laughs> There's this scene from episode two that really made me laugh when he was at first at a restaurant and he was asking the the hostess to commit double suicide with him. And she's like, you should pay your bills first. And then they go back in the office and he sees another girl and he invites her to double suicide. And Kunihila just pushes him through a room. And then this interview goes on with uh, Atushi and the rest of the group. Mm-hmm. And you can hear Kunihida just beating the crap out of him. And then the door opens and his face of like... So- yeah, isn't it like face down and his butt's like up and he's like, like all like... <laughs> it's, yeah, those kind of faces just really make me laugh. One thing that I remember is when Atushi, after he's been saved, he kind of pays it forward and saves... Kyoka and she's the one that has the power where you call her I don't know what it's called what are they called snow demon yes no the one, yeah the one that, that kills when you tell it 
tell it directions over the phone. And this is where I was like, oh, I hope this is a little bit of romance. Like, Atushi's going to fall in love with her. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm shipping them already. But I feel like this is where Atushi also feels like he has a purpose. And he's passing it on to her. Like, there's more to life than you think. And you could leave the Port Mafia. But the thing with Kyoko, Kyoko, Kyoka is, is that she's been through the Port Mafia, right? And mm-hmm. there's Atushi who hasn't really seen the dark side of things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for her, it, 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 you know, coming from her side, it, it's hard to believe the kind of light that he's trying to shed into her life. Yeah, which will which you'll see more as like the story goes on. So do they do they get romantic? <laughs> do you want me to answer that? I mean the the thing is, Bongo Stray Dog is not even finished, so I myself don't know. Oh, okay, okay. All right. I so mean, for, from what I've seen, it seems like the only romance or close to romance that happens is Kyoka and Atushi. Yes, I'm hoping for it. I mean, I really am. I mean, in episode nine, he even expresses that he wants to save her, even though Kinakura says this thing. And he's like, you know, there's only one person on your boat that you, you can save and it should be yourself. But he's like, no, like he feels wrong about it. He's like, no, what's what's my pur- purpose in life? And I think his purpose is, is showing people there's a better path than the Port Mafia or turning turning to people who don't care about another human life, the value of life, because they're just killing off people. All right. So one of my doki doki moments of this entire anime would have to go to Akutagawa when he um, gets beat up. (laughs) After he gets beat up (laughs) and he is completely bedridden and his subordinate... What is her name? I shall find her name. Come on, girl. Oh, I remember now. Oh, no, that you know, that's another romance. Yeah. So Higuchi. So Higuchi goes and she is not backed up by the port mafia because the port mafia doesn't want to make things huge. So they pretty much were going to leave Akutagawa to die if that was the case. Um, And you can see all the effort that goes on into her side trying to save his life and then the whole pretty much the whole team the lizard something lizard black lizard the black lizard pretty much goes on and you know go in their own accord and saves Akutagawa and towards the end you would think that once he wakes up he will be cold towards her but then he says I'm sorry yeah. Oh, and then she sheds a tear. You know why I think this is really important is because the character development. I feel like something's going to happen where the Port Mafia is going to join the agency with Dazai. Or, or and then they're going to fight that other one that looks like the, the blonde guild. Side. The, the guild. guild. There you go. Yes. I was like, I think something's going to happen. But I was like, I, I'm still like, what is, I don't get it. You Because, okay, when we talk about Akadama Drive, at the end, I think, you know, what they're talking about is good versus bad, what makes someone human. Mm-hmm. But then for this one, I still can't find the, the the big picture. I still don't know. But it's still a joy to watch. I'm like, what's the big picture here? I mean, if you think about it, it's just all this institution and they're just all, you know, 
their people are powerful. They have supernatural powers. And they're trying to take over a city. And they're also trying, they're also intrigued by Atushi's power. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much where the season one leaves off, right? Yeah, maybe season one is like character development and then like world development. And then season two is going to be really like big. Is it? I don't want to say anything. You just have to watch it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, but you'll, you'll, for sure you'll meet the guild. And we've already met one of the, the person from there, that girl, the doll chick. Oh yeah, the, with the, with the, Kathy or whatever her doll's name is. Mm-hmm. So we've oh, already yeah, met the season. One. Season one ended all crazy, where the 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 doctor, the neighborhood doctor, is the port mafia's leader. Yeah, and you know, remember he just walks in. He after that whole fight scene, he walks off in like an alley, mm-hmm. and then his people are just beating up one of the guild. Or they, they already killed the assassin or something. Now you have the guild who's trying to get their hands on on Atushi. And if not, if they don't get their hands on Atushi, then they'll take over the entire city because they're just that freaking powerful versus the Port Mafia who, you know, you know the Port Mafia is like gonna, you know, gonna take that kind of crap. And then there's the agency, right? protecting pretty much i feel like the agency at this point is kind of like we protect our people yeah that's true we we protect our people and we protect the city yeah that's one of the questions i have though why atushi so atushi is that how you say it atushi why is atushi so valuable what's i can't wait to see the origin story i don't even know either I, i just i just saw like a big apple the other day and What's Big Apple? Big Apple is a movie. It's the film that came after season two. Oh, okay. So I really season season three. I can't remember, but it's the latest one. The movie's the latest, the latest story to it. And you do actually, you do get to see. um, Yeah, I mean, you were saying that the people were actually based on 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 poets or literary authors. Yeah, so... Is that going more depth in the season two? Well, you'll see more characters mm-hmm. based on on real people. And going over the characters, the first one we should go over is Dazai because we have so many questions for him. And to answer your question earlier, he wants to always commit double suicide mm-hmm. because he is actually... His real person, at least, is one of the most foremost writers of the 20th century Japan. Uh, his power, no longer human, is one of his novels. It's, uh, and that's what it's based on. And in real life, his wife, him and his wife committed suicide together, uh, which is strongly conveyed through the anime. You know, he's always trying to look mm-hmm. for a woman to commit suicide with. And that's exactly what happened in real life. That's crazy. It makes me want to um, read all the books they're based on. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to Atushi, his ability, The Beast Beneath the Moonlight, is named after the author's most famous short story. 
tiger poet. And in this story, it's actually a tiger that switches between human and tiger and is able to talk in tiger form, which we will see later on. So that's cool. So once he starts controlling it, he probably can. Mm -hmm. I mean, right now he could just like make his different body part. Yeah. Like his arms and his legs, right? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And he can regenerate, right? Dude, when when his leg came off, I was like, why did this get so violent all of a sudden? I was like, whoa. It's crazy because he gets really violent scenes, fight scenes with Mm -hmm. Akutagawa, right? Yeah, those were super intense. And 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 Akutagawa? Mm-hmm. Akutagawa. He he was like super jealous about Dazai saying that he's a better student. Mm-hmm. So that's like that too. I want to know more about that. Like, is it because Akutagawa, he was the one, was he the one that was um sold? Was he sold to the Port Mafia? I don't remember if he was sold to the. Oh wait, I'm confusing. I'm confusing Adamies again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? I'm not sure if he was sold. It's a me. I'm telling you, I'm so bad at. I can't watch more than like two enemies at the same time, and from this one, how many enemies have I watched after this one? <laughs> I think you've watched more than five after yeah. this one. Confused. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Kunikida, Dopo Kunikida. Um, that uh, that character is based on a novelist and the poet during the Meiji era. He's said to be one of the inventors of the Japanese naturalism. Um, the Matchless Poet is one of the most well-known works of his. No, I, I really like his character though, even though he can get a little crazy. Oh, and then him without his glasses. I mean, I looked at his stats too. Like he is, he's like tall and slender and I think he's one of my favorites. And that's it. Yeah. And I like his, his ability where he can, he writes on what he needs, but it's only like the size of the notebook. Once he sees it, he can. Does he have to draw Yeah, he has to like, he has to draw it. Okay, so the next character is my favorite. It is Ryunosuke Akutagawa. And this character is based on a writer during the Taisho period. He's known as the father of the Japanese short story. And one of his famous story is Rashomon. And Rashomon is his power in the anime. And it's a story between a servant and a woman. And a woman in Rashomon. And Rashomon is a where the car, corpses were dumped it's like a hell no wait that isn't that's kind of weird though i mean i guess from his ability all i can imagine is like that dark shadowy figure behind him mm-hmm. so i like guess a, a i demon? mean i would yeah I, I would say it's like a demon you know and then there's uh tria Nak- nakahara i said that's super weird we'll just say tria and Tree is a poet during the early Showa period, and his anime ability corruption comes from the stanza in the poem Sheep Song. Wait, and what's his ability, though, his ability is gravity. So he oh. controls he controls gravity. Oh yeah, I remember now when he's talking to Dazai. I love that scene though. We forgot to talk about the scene. That's another Doki Doki scene when he's talking to Dazai, and Dazai's like, "You're gonna tell me." 
And right away, it's like, you could see their dynamic. And it's like, I feel like they're going to be friends. I feel like deep down, like, they would never really kill each other, to be honest. I really don't think that Dazai would ever kill anyone from the Port Mafia. I feel like he he likes them equally as the people from the agency. It's just a whole, he treats them differently. Yeah. You know, I just, I realize he reminds me of um, Sugary from Fruits Basket. Like, he seems so funny, mm. but there's something about him that's dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, there's there's a hidden twist. Agenda, yeah. Like, who, yeah. maybe, maybe Dazai loves someone and he wants to save someone in the Port Mafia. Maybe that person's Shuya. I don't know. <laughs> hey, they are getting shipped, right? <laughs> Uh, when it comes to Kyoka Izumi, and this is doctor, right? Yeah. No, no. Uh, yeah, Izumi is a doctor. No, no, no. Kyoka is the. Oh, what am I talking about? Okay, <laughs> never mind. Okay, so Kyoka Izumi. <laughs> I don't know why I thought she was a doctor. When it comes to her, it's based on a writer during the pre war period. And worked on novels, short stories, and kabuki plays, and it's best known for his supernatural tales, Demon Snow. And this is her um, her supernatural power in the anime, Demon Snow. And when it comes to Rampo, now Rampo is not... Um, he doesn't he's have any ability. Yeah, which I thought was so, so crazy. I'm just like, but he's actually really smart. But I don't know if it's because he wants to belong. Or does he know that he doesn't really have an ability? Didn't they mention too that he he has the mind of like a, a young boy? Yeah, he doesn't want to admit that he's actually really, really smart. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. A lot of people really do like him. But I think if there's an ability <laughs> that's not an ability that's highly OP in this anime, it's his um, smartness it's op like how does he put on glasses make it seem like he has ability and yeah. solves it instantly like not even dazai can solve it as fast yeah and as thorough as brown pole which is crazy i think it plays on the whole aspect of belongingness so say that with other humans, he doesn't really belong because he realized he thinks so differently from them. Mm-hmm. So for him to feel a part of the agency, he he's like, I have an ability. Yes, I'm really, really smart because he doesn't want to admit that he's actually a human and doesn't fit in with the others. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that they're not human. I mean, he just has a special ability and he's not like the normal people. He's special in his own way. He yeah. just doesn't have the ability that the agency has. Mm-hmm. And, and when you say belonging, you know, he gets a whole different treatment from the agency because the agency actually looks up to him and respects yeah. him. And he probably gets all this, like, um, what do you call it? Unwelcoming feelings when it comes to being outside or involved outside of the agency, mm-hmm. which is why he stays. Mm-hmm. His character is based on Taro Hirai. The anime name is based on pseudonym. <laughs> played a part in development of a Japanese sci-fi mystery fiction. His stories involve detective heroes. Okay, I, I get it. Which now. makes sense, right? Yeah. So he solves crimes with his glasses. Um, yeah, totally makes sense. Now moving on to Akiko Yasano. Doctor. 
this one's the doctor. And <laughs> you know what? After watching the this doctor, I realized that, you know, tying it back to Akujama Drive, mm-hmm. it's, you know, I think doctors are also crazy. <laughs> 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 it's not just white-haired animes. It's doctors because they have this kind of, like, power that they realize and, you know, they go through... Uh, questioning themselves and their ability to save lives and i think it if it drives them nuts and big responsibility mm-hmm. i do like her better than the doctor from akujama drive 100 percent. i really do i like how i mean i really wish we'd see more of her too yeah i mean it's it's exactly remember from akujama drive the doctor was saying what she wanted was to control her life versus valuing human life it's a complete opposite yeah yeah so i guess yeah doctors doctors are crazy like i'm gonna watch out for that now it's like i realize it's like doctors and scientists right yeah. they go nuts in the anime no, it's like, not a fruits basket okay yeah that's true maybe the girl ones and they made the female doctors seem nuts why okay that i don't know <laughs> right why, why did they have to make it or seem nuts but anyway with with akiko akiko yosano you know her thing is saving lives right and it goes it pairs well with the character the real person she's based on who's a feminist an author a poet a social reformer uh who hates um chauvinism which is excessive or prejudice support for one's own cause group or sex um she's known as one of the most controversial post-classical poets of japan and thou shall not die is her ability and the last one on the list is kenji miyazawa a novelist and a poet the anime character ability be not defeated by is based on his famous poem amini aminimo ma makezu I butchered that. Famous poem, Aminimo Makizu. I mean, you would have done way better than I did. It's so funny because his ability, he like attributes it to his cows throwing a tantrum. So when he was like, whenever uh, my cows are throwing a tantrum, he picks up anything closest to him and, and makes a weapon out of it. And you see this when he, when there's character bios. No, not character. Yeah, the character bios that pop up sometimes. And it's like the character model. And for Kenji, it's should cows act up, hit them with whatever's close at hand. And there's a few more of the character models that we see during the series. For example, there's Ranpo, and it's all all's well that that's well for me. And then Dazai's is have a pure, cheerful, and energetic suicide. And then there's Atushi's, which what's better than being alive? I mean, what would what would be your character motto? My character motto to go with anime is I'll treat you how I want to be treated. <laughs> you sound like um Aku Akutagawa. Wait, is that his? No, that's not his. He doesn't even have one, huh? Well, we we it's like so hard to catch all of them, but they do have yeah. motos, right? Like, I think I guess because he said that because it's he. He doesn't care to treat people nicely. It's whatever he's feeling. 
I think that's why I feel like you're like him. I really like his character. He really is my favorite. And I just ordered his um, Nanodroid. Is that way how you call it? His Okay, I was like on Google one time, right? <laughs> and I was just searching Akutagawa and I saw a figure of him and I was like, I really want that. And so that same night, I pre-ordered Akutagawa's uh, figure. Yeah, what yeah. are they called? Is it Nanodroid? Nendroid? I have no idea. You know what? It's not because I think the Nendroid is it Nendroid? Let me see. Nendroid is a Nendroid. <laughs> Nendroid is a Nendroid. This is my first time actually getting uh, one of these figures. Nendroid. Yeah, but I like. I mean, I remember you showed it to me, and it, it it's like there's movement in it, even though it's not. So there's like a lot of detail in these things. The figures. Oh. Yeah, the figures. Yeah, I never really got why people, like, <laughs> people are going to hate me for saying this. I never really got why people collected them. But, you know, now I get it, you know. It's an obsession. I, yeah. That's, like, that's why I stay away. I feel like I, I somewhat know that I have an obsessive personality. It's, like, equivalent to why I want to binge watch. Because once I get obsessed, I just want to watch it all. Otherwise, I'm just going to be, like, it's going to be running through my mind. So I, like... To finish things beginning to end and be done with it and move on. But then it give, it makes you feel sad. I mean, at, you know what? I did the same exact thing with Bungo Stray Dog. I freaking binge watched it. Yeah. Ah, oh, I gotta wait. And then actually, when I was watching, when I was watching Bungo Stray Dog, it was like the last season or the latest season at the time was airing. So it was a nice to come back to it and still be airing per weekly. So I didn't really, I guess I didn't really end it abruptly is what I'm yeah. saying, which was nice. But you know going, what? sorry, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but going back to obsessive, um, obsessiveness, uh, I think my room will um, start to look uh, a bit more <laughs> different soon. I'm starting to collect all this anime stuff, so. It will be different <laughs> soon. I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't have a lot of things. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm just going to stick with that one Akutugawa figure. See where it goes from there. Yeah, I, I mean, I, to be honest, I don't even know where I'm going to put it. You're going to start making a shelf for these things, too. Yeah, I'm going to take something out and make uh a shelf just for anime stuff you know like it's weird because it, i'm surprised i didn't watch all of bungo stray dogs even another season two i don't know that's weird i usually would have maybe i started watching another anime for another episode or what yeah, happened you, you started watching jujutsu kaisen and fell in love with gojo yeah that's weird it's I need to go back to Bungo Stray Dogs. I don't know why. Maybe because I felt like I was done after season one. Like, I didn't realize there was a season two. I know there was a little, the chibi ones that I saw, but I didn't oh, realize there was season one. two. Yeah, there's season two. I believe there's season three. And season four is the one that is possibly coming out. Season four? This year? Yeah, I believe it's season, yeah. There's, let me see. Bungo Stray Dogs season four it's not official but it mm -hmm. might come at the fall of 2021 or 
winter of 2022. So, yeah, it's it's kind of been what do you call it when it's delayed? So mm, I see. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I kind of was holding off on watching a Big Apple, mm-hmm. but I just couldn't wait, and I just I just wanted to see more of Akutagawa, so I watched it. And you know what it was? I think it's because we we said we were going to do a podcast just based on season one. Yeah. Because doing a podcast on season one, two, and then three, and then the movie would just completely be overkill. Yeah. Especially for me. I wouldn't have been able to do it. <laughs> oh, go-, go ahead. Oh, you go. I was going to say, okay, if I had a quote or a motto... It'd be the one where people say, leave things better than you found it. And that includes people. Mm. I really like that one. It's it's really sweet. And it goes back to the whole circumstance thing. And you don't know what people are going through. So you should just always be kind to others. See, this reminds me of uh, Kunikita. I feel like this is something that he would write on his book, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, because he's very... Um, what's that word? Analytical? Analytical? Is that the word? You know, of himself. Critical of himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why he's always like writing in that journal and everybody makes mm-hmm. fun of him for it. But I feel like they say that introverts tend to do that. They write yeah. feelings out. <laughs> and he's also very punctual. Mm-hmm. Didn't you mention too that you wonder what his ideal woman is? Yes, I wanted to read it. Yeah, it makes you question. Because even that girl... This is too um, much. She was like, this is not really realistic, you know? So it kind of... I think that leaves him hopeless. Yeah. I, I You know what's weird? Before that, the girl died, I was hoping they'd end up together. Because I was like, oh, how cute. Like, Dazai was trying to kind of set them up. But then Dazai also knew that she was the one. But I didn't catch on until he admitted it. And I was like, what the heck? Weird. I hope he finds a love interest. I mean, I always say that. I hope everyone yeah. falls in love. <laughs> I mean, unless you just time travel somehow to uh, Bungo Street Dog and just be one of the characters. <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, the characters are based off real person. I mean, so. these people are really beautiful. Have you seen the cosplay? I'm like, wow, wow, yeah. you look good. <laughs> have you seen the, they have a theater of this anime? Oh, I've seen it like little bits and pieces, like when I'm on um, the For You page. On is that no? Wait, that's on TikTok. TikTok the For You stuff. Mm-hmm. Bungo Shay Dogs has his big fandom, and there's always all these like things. Like I can't believe it got its own play. It's play, you said. Yeah, that's crazy. I totally would and watch. The, it. the characters are actually right on. Like it, they look just like how you would imagine them. You know. Yeah, I haven't really looked look at them. Yeah. There's a few cosplayers I've seen. I'm like, mm-hmm, you did good. Yeah. 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 This anime in general, the animation style, it's right up our alley, right? Yes, the style. Like, I would love to cosplay as one of them. Like, imagine, like, I like suspenders, tapered trousers, like, that whole, like, the hairstyles. It just, it just looks really good. Well, just for the agency or some of the agency characters, like it's kind of like Sherlock Holmes, like mm-hmm. Sherlock Holmes. You know what? If I if I were to cosplay as one character, I would. I mean, I 
I would do Dazai because he looks cool. But then again, I'm not as tall, you know? So mm-hmm. I would, and my favorite character is Akutagawa. And I think he is like one of, I mean, Chuya is also nicely dressed. But <laughs> I would, I, I think, I think his, his whole attire just goes well with his personality. He really does seem like a badass, just walking, yeah. walking with it. And then, you know, it does worry me that he's coughing. I'm just like, Please don't die. Oh, that's true. Oh, what if he is sick? I don't. I'm gonna be so sad. What if that Rashomon Rashomon ability? Like, okay, maybe there's a price to pay for using your ability. You know, there's always. You know, I think of Full Metal Alchemist where they say, "What do they say?" It's like um, a, a equivalent exchange. Mm. So maybe for them using their ability, something something gets taken away from them. But he's the only one that's like physically showing. But what's Daza and his bandages? I always was wondering about that. Why does he have so many? Is it like what happened to him? Because he uses that power like no longer human. Does that mean that it's taking something away from him? He's getting wounds. Like there's so many questions that I have, right? As you move on to like the seasons, it will actually show you like 16-year-old Dazai as being a freaking genius in the Port Mafia. And you'll see his relationship with Chuya. So he was 16? Yeah, he was like 16. Oh, no, no. He's either 14 or 16. But yeah. So did they recruit Dazai or he, he he went out and sought them? I don't... No, I think they recruited him. He's pretty much a genius for his age. Which, I mean, I feel like we're always... Okay, we talked about Akujama Drive being such a short anime and not having a lot of character development or character mm-hmm. background. But then we also find ourselves really comparing characters back to, you know, Akujama Drive. Because yeah. I'm about to refer a character based on, you know, Dasai being young and wanting to die, which is the... um the hacker from Akadama Drive. He was also oh, a genius. Yeah. Yeah, see? And then he also wanted to commit suicide. Yeah. So, but it, it, again, what I said about the hacker was like, I get it. Well, what's a life when you don't have passion for anything anymore? Yeah. And you know, maybe that's why Dazai left the agency, you know? Oh, yeah, because he wants a purpose. And here he is with um, Atushi showing him the way and there's more to life than, 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 I don't know. I don't know, then wallowing in your sorrows. One of my question is, why? It's okay. First of all, the opening, right? The opening song is amazing. Mm-hmm. I, no, no, no. Is it the opening? No, no, no. The, okay. Opening song is amazing. Yes. But then when it comes to the ending and you see Atushi and then uh, Akutagawa and you mm-hmm. see Dazai, you know? It's kind of like almost like a love triangle, but then it's not. Yes. And I really feel bad for Akutagawa. I'm just like, you know, there's this hand that grabs for Atushi, but mm-hmm. lets lets him drown in the water and then there's blood. I'm just like, why? I haven't seen the ending in a long time. Now I'm just like, what was I supposed to represent? That's something I would usually do. But I, I do, I get what you're saying. There's something deeper about Akutagawa I always feel like I say it wrong about him where there's some deep pain Mm -hmm. but my other question too is why did 
does I also leave him to be because he knew that he needed he needed to step out of Akutagawa's life for him to survive? For Akutagawa to realize something? Or is he living off the because he wants revenge now and that's his purpose to survive? Did he give him some kind of purpose? Because he gives Atushi a purpose to live. Like he's given him a purpose. So, you know, we see Akutagawa really mad because he left the Fort Mafia. What's his yeah. name? Dazai left the Fort Mafia, but is there a reason for it? I mean, as you move further along the story, you will find out why he leaves the Fort Mafia, but does he care at all about Akutagawa? You know, because he teases him and about Atushi, you know, and he knows how to make him angry. Does he care about him? Is there any affection there for Akutagawa versus Atushi? Sorry, go ahead. What I I feel happened from the first season, well, from my understanding, is I feel like Dazai wants Akutagawa to find his own path. And right now he's going down a dark path and Dazai needs him to kind of fall into that to like that dark, you know, hole and then be the one to reach out to like get out of it. Cause it's like, how can I help you if you're not willing to change? So I think that's why Akutagawa is going through all of those. Like he's so angry and he doesn't understand why he's angry. And then when that moment happened with Higuchi, is that her name? The, yeah. the Bond girl, you know, and he's realizing he, he needs that human connection in him, even though he may be on you know, the bad side or the port mafia, it's, it's a human connection that kind of ties him to reality. Like there's more to life than what's in this port mafia. Yeah, I just, yeah, I feel bad for him. I just, come on, somebody needs to love him. Yeah, he's kind of like Kyo, like that I feel about Kyo, you know? You know, like show him some love. Like he's, he's damaged, like, he needs somebody like I'm just like can somebody just give him some give him a hug you know what if they do show it well you know you saw season two so I mean yeah I really do hope he finds a place to belong and for someone to love him for who he is but right now see the thing is the thing with Akutagawa is I don't think he cares about belonging you know I I really about power no I mean I think at the end of the day, I don't even think he cares about Fort Mafia, to be honest. He's just there. Yeah, I feel like his only connection is to Dazai, and I think there's mm-hmm. there's something there that I'm not seeing. Maybe he feels abandoned. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's all this abandonment issues he's going through. Mm-hmm. Now, when it when we tried the MBTI matching, yeah. Uh, when did we try that? We tried it in Demon Slayer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was completely, I wasn't completely sad, but I was just like, man, I just, I just would not survive in Demon Slayer, right? But when it comes to Bungo Street Dogs, I finally have a match, and it's not even a character that I like. Not that. <laughs> 
favorite. You know, I have nothing against him. It's just that, you know, I match with Atushi. I am an INFP and so is he. And Atushi is the melancholy, phlegmatic. It's a pleasant and accommodating person who tends to seek a structured environment requiring attention to detail. They have a self-sacrificing, self-critical nature and struggle with the guilt feelings about things that are not often their fault. Hmm, I'm not sure if I, I mean, agree or disagree, right? Yeah. What about you, Ari? What is your match? I am INFJ, and my match is Arthur Rimbaud, but he hasn't shown up in season one yet. But it's it's funny because when I was researching this, I was like, you know, it's the same word, but they're actually different, but it's switched. So it's, it's you said it was phlegmatic? I don't is even know how to say this. Phlegmatic? Melancholic? I don't know if I said phlegmatic, right? But it's, they're introverted. And it says, um, though less so than the melancholic phlegmatic. So it means that I'm more and more extroverted than, than what Eloise would be. And it means that I have deep emotions and anxieties and they're not clearly expressed. They tend to react extremely slowly when confronted by antagonism or strong emotions. They are personable, quiet, and gentle. I See, honestly really thing. I, I, I agree with mine. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I don't completely agree with mine. Yeah, especially it, the part about I, a structured environment. Like, am I on denial or something? Like, <laughs> maybe this I mean, that, you know, for your your personality, it's like, oh, but you work well with better structure. Big structure. Yeah. But you know, it's so funny because, like, okay, if you ever see Eloise notes, she has notes, right? And <laughs> her notes are out of control. Like, there's like some of them are like. Like there's like numbers or like weird words, but she has no idea what they are. There's like doubles or something. But for me, mine are like, you know, minor detailed where it's like, um, there's one for shopping, what I'm watching. There's one for groceries, logins, and they're just all organized. And I'm that same person who I don't like to have notifications on anything. I'll read through all of my emails and get rid of them and even unsubscribe to things. I'm really like anal like that. Well, I delete my emails daily, but yeah, when it comes to my notes, when we compared, like, I could not find my notes on, like, the Doki Doki podcast, and I opened it up, and I think Ari had a bit of a, a you know, panic attack when she saw my notes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so funny, because it's like, Eloise has such, like, a calm personality, and she seems so collected, you know, but it's like, behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, my notes. But it says here, okay, it does say structured, what does it say? Structured environment. I do like that because, yeah, like I hate coming into a a place and not knowing what to do. I hate that. Um, Mm -hmm. Tell me, tell me what to do. Tell me one, two, three. I like that. But when it comes to my notes, like, good luck. I I just barely cleaned out my my desktop too. So, yeah, maybe that's what it means. It means it's more like, um, environmental like around you versus like like internally I guess yeah you know what yeah I mean this is a thing too is it's a struggle with guilt feelings about things that are not often their fault sometimes that happens to me I try not to think about it though I I try to just say shogunai 
you know. Uh, oh, so you're like a like a people pleaser. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of like a. I can't say no. What do you call that? Those kind of people. Pushover. Yes, I'm a pushover. Yeah, and I'm, it, it's worse because I'm a Libra. So at the same time, it's kind of like if you tell me, like I can't decide. But if you, if you tell me, yeah, I'll go for it. You know, I guess I'm I am kind of like a, a Kenji, you know, in a way. Yeah. In that I, sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to Ari and I's dynamic it, in this anime, I would say that we're like Dasai and Kunikita. We're yeah. I'm Dasai and you're Kunikita, like hundred percent. That's that is our um, dynamic on Doki Doki yeah. podcast. I'm like, get it together. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, but I can't find my notes. <laughs> no, but mine is so true. Like the whole deep emotions. And you know, that's funny. It says deep emotions because I remember I told you I related to Getsu from Given. And I was just like, no, there's something about it where I feel like I have so many emotions, but I have a hard time expressing it. So then I get anxiety. So I have like high anxiety and I feel like I'm one of those people who has like high functioning anxiety because when people talk to me, they're like, really? I was like, no, I'm anxious right now, even as we're talking, like even like, I feel like I have anxiety all the time, but it's just, I I hide it well. And it, it's not that I hide it well. It's just, I don't know how to react. So like, again, it says I'm extremely s- slow when I'm like confronted by like strong emotions because it takes me a while to act. Remember I was telling you that someone will say something to me, but I won't be like instinctual or like I'll yell. I'll just be like, okay, like, let me sit on that. And then, mm-hmm. then let me express how I feel. See, but it's weird because I'm quiet, but personable. And then two days later, you'll be pissed. You're like, you did this to me. No, that was wrong. And then I like write it down. Like, what should I say to this person? It's, I have to think about it. Yeah. When you read that, I, I totally pictured you. So I think hundred percent that's, that's you. No questions asked. What are some of the things that you notice in this anime? I noticed. Oh, wait, I don't. I think I meant, no, no, I said this already, but Kunikita with his glasses off. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a B. He looks really handsome. I feel like you didn't see it. No, I saw <laughs> it, but it's still. <laughs> yeah, I saw him. I think he would just look better if he cut off that ponytail too. Hey, because in that little flare, you know, little Jedi. Like, okay, but you you like Alan from Escafloni with his long hair, but not Kunikita? Yeah, but he's, I mean, if you look at him from the front, he doesn't look like he has long hair, but he turns to the side. There goes a ponytail. What if he put his hair down? I would love to see him with his hair down, without yeah. without glasses, and then maybe I'll change my yeah, mind. Yeah, they do that. Maybe there's fan art there, like fan art. Fan, what, why am I supposed to do my words? I said a country for a second too. Why <laughs> is there fan art out there? Maybe there is with Dasai in bed. <laughs> with with his hair like in front, like on his shoulders. And Without his glasses because they're yeah, in bed together. Dasai, like, nuzzled up in his like armpit. <laughs> <laughs> Asking him, will you die with me now? I'm not it's like I'm not I'm not trying to find a woman anymore I found you <laughs> no but I mean I swear if we look for it we'd find some x-rated things <laughs> you don't even have to try look I I was looking for just cool bungo street dogs wallpaper and I came across some stuff 
<laughs> I know, no, no. I was not trying. You don't have to try that hard. There's so many fan arts. And the thing is, they look amazing. <laughs> it's almost hard to turn your eyes away from it. <laughs> the fandom is seriously so funny, though. Like, I... Like, I started following this page on our Doki Doki. Uh, like, and it, I think it's just, like, it's just, like, BSD memes. And they're just so freaking funny. Like, one of them, <laughs> one of them says, um, just remember, ladies, even if you don't like yourself, Dazai likes you. And then there's a picture of him. And he's, like, looking over his desk. And it says, I like all women. Yeah. is funny. He's, he's one of the funniest characters. Like, if you take out the humor of his anime it will just be really boring, right? Yeah, no, it would be, you know, I think it'd be a little confusing. So I think it's a good, um, the way they they set it up was, it's funny, and then they tell like a serious part, then it's funny and a serious part. So it isn't so serious most of the time. Because how are they, they tried to achieve a lot with literary characters from all these different periods and then tying it to a story. So I feel like they, they did a good job translating it into an enjoyable anime. Mm-hmm. Like, it really it's, is enjoyable yes it is like it's super funny like I think I finished this anime really fast too and you know even after watching season one I was kind of like I was content about it like I didn't feel like I was super lost but I mean, I'm still excited for season two but it, it, it was just funny like I didn't feel leaving season one like like not, not totally lost but I just like enjoyed it for what it was I completely agree with you. It's definitely one of those animes where you just just gotta keep going. Maybe ask less questions, Ari. Just enjoy <laughs> Just enjoy the show. <laughs> oh, I'll try. I'll try. Another thing that I noticed from the ending is the marble that the Port Mafia had. I don't even know his name yet, but he had like a marble and he said something about malice. And I feel like I am, like, ready for season two. You'll actually get to see what his power is as you progress. I keep saying that as you progress. It's like you're really at the intro of the story. And you'll get to see more of him and, I guess, his malice. Yeah. Malice. Like, it just sounds so intense. Like, I I really need to start on it after I watch all the spring animes that I'm supposed to catching up with. All right, Heartbeats, it is about that time again. I hope that you all enjoyed this episode 11 on Bungo Stray Dogs. You can go ahead and follow us on our Instagram. At dokidoki.podcast or you can find us on Spotify and Anchor and all those streaming platforms. And we will go ahead and leave you off with the first ending theme for the Bungo Stray Dog anime performed by Luck Life, Namaewo Yobio. Thanks for tuning in, Heartbeats. Bye!